Hey, Peaches. Hi, Peaches. Welcome to Let's Talk Peaches, the podcast. We're your hosts, Nicole and Lindsay. The Let's Talk Peaches podcast is a community that empowers others to go after the life they want. We are constantly asking the question, how can we set ourselves up, mind, body, and soul, to achieve the happiness and success we deserve? If you're a new peach, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you're a returning peach, thank you so much for tuning back in. We really appreciate that. Hit that big subscribe button on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to us on. We put out new episodes every every Monday. Monday. All right, let's dive into the episode. Hello, Peaches. (laughs) Welcome back for another episode. We're so excited to have you here. We've got a really great episode for you today. It's all about holistic healing, holistic wellness. It's all about our new BFF, Linda, who is amazing and um, such good energy. We had an amazing time talking with her. She had the biggest career shift when she went from software engineering to Mm -hmm. being a Mm -hmm. whole, like a life coach, a holistic or like computer, computer science coding. she, she says, says it she says something it. techie something very technical to being a holistic healer being a life coach doing mm-hmm. all of those amazing things and this was back a few years which I feel like was even more difficult to do now because I mean how many life coaches mm-hmm. can you just you can just type in life coach on the Instagram and find a plethora of successful life coaches but that wasn't a possibility back when she was making this life pivot so it was really interesting to pick her brain about that time in her life mm-hmm. and and also about the power of holistic healing as yeah. well so lots of fun things lots of really nice it's like a it's it's an easy listen it's a I guess healing one might say yeah dare I say yeah we won't delay any longer and we will queue up Linda and BRB peaches All right, Peaches, we have the lovely Linda here with us. Hi. Hi. Thanks, ladies, for having me. Thank you for being here. We love to start off each episode by asking, what's up, Peach? So a little gut check. How's your day going? How's your week going? Um, It's been a little challenging, to be honest. I've been working with someone and we decided that we're going to go our separate ways. So my heart's mm. really broken, but at the same mm. time, I'm... Mm. Feeling a lot of freedom too, but it's it's always good. It's always good to feel all your emotions. For sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a theme of the week for me. This idea of tough endings, but better for the collective future. It's kind of hard to say goodbye, but good. Thi- but it's got that's got to happen in order for other things to come and for life to work itself out. I think what one of our other friends is going through sev- several similar situations um, at one time. So I yeah, that's kind. I always like to point out themes like that. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's the part of the heart that hurts wants you not to make the change, but if you just be okay okay Mm -hmm. with hurting and that part's okay both parts are okay it's easier to move forward I don't know if that makes sense but (laughs) it did to me so for any of our listeners who haven't heard of you of Linda yet do you want to give them a little summary about who you are what you do 
how you got here. Yes. So um, as you can tell, I'm a little older. <laughs> so I've been in the industry for about 35 years. I uh, just recently went online, but most of my work has been one-on-one. -on -one, and I started my practice. Actually, I was a computer programmer first. And I did that for about a year and a half. And I just did not I'm a very active person I didn't like sitting behind the computer mm. so I uh, went back to school got my master's in exercise physiology and started working with athletes and the Navy SEALs and just was very into the physical healing working with people that had pain then soon realized that a lot of the emotional pain that people have shows, showed up physically. People would come to me and they would be totally fine. The next week they would have major back pain and I'm like, what happened? And they're like, nothing. And then they would talk about, you know, losing a lot of money or, you know, going through a divorce mm. or something. So I got into life coaching and did learn different kinds of breath work. So Today, I just combine it all together and I've created some online courses where I use a lot of breath work and uh, somatic healing with meditations and really looking at mm -hmm. childhood messages that we get when we're growing up and how they affect us later on in life. Mm -hmm. We very recently, you know, just you know, a little bit about us, we very recently probably like the last six months was it six months ago would you say that we start went to our first class a breath work or do you think yeah, it was a little long? that's probably mm -hmm. about about right yeah about there we've always liked like holistic healing and in fact we've had a, a couple of different people on the podcast to talk about how emotional things can turn into physical <laughs> things but right. we started doing breath work specifically recently and that has been so cool I don't think like I I knew and I believed in it like I'd heard of it and I was told about it but like to feel that like how just breathing just breathing something so simple can be so powerful or feel so powerful in your body is it was just it was really cool for me personally would you agree Nick what kind of breath work did you guys do may I ask was it like dynamic activating or was it more like yogic? It was like laying on the floor, breathing in. It was like a two breath, um, like through belly, ah, chest, two and breath. Then, ah, yeah. And then it was very, it was more vocal. Ha. Yeah. Yeah. With some like, and then the instructor would come around and like place um, on pressure points or on different chakras and stuff. And yeah. So no, nothing, I don't know if that's a name. I don't remember which. It's yeah. more dynamic. There's the yogic breathing that's very calming and it has mm. long exhales and holds and things like that. But the kind of breath work that you do is the, like, <sighs> that's yeah. more dynamic. So mm -hmm. you get tingly and a lot of yeah. energy going through, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I oh, think... Yeah. I, I mean, for any el anyone else who's interested in trying it and is a beginner, it takes, I think, it takes the first time to do it to get acclimated because it can feel strange to be doing something that way for the first time. And mm -hmm. then the second time that I did it, I was like, interesting, interesting. We went on a different path there. And it's like you just become, you become more, a little bit more open to it. It fe feels less like abnormal and you can really benefit from the practice yes and when you when you do it like a second third time because your psyche is sort of used to it you can start getting insights and 
visions and mm. images and all that were the first time that I started like you I was like a little like what's happening what do I need to do you know you're really yeah. in your head yeah 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 oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's so it's so funny because I think you just open yourself up to so many things when you're when you're doing that I remember this the first time was definitely about getting acclimated in the second time, which is kind of funny that we're talking about this now because I'm leaving for this big trip like on Friday and I had just booked it back when I was about ready to go on my second breathwork experience and I was feeling nervous about it, about booking this big trip. And then, so I did some breath. So the breathwork was a lot about focusing on that big decision. And then I feel like I felt like a lot of clarity come through. And so of course now, right before we're going, we're talking, it's like bringing that back, that me back to that moment, but it was just so beneficial. And I, I remember like being really anxious about this trip, big trip that I booked, going through that experience, going, doing my breath work practice and just feeling really at ease about it after. Mm-hmm. And then shortly after our breath work class, someone who we didn't know had done the same program that I'm doing was like, oh, I did it. It was the best thing that I've ever done. And it was just like, hmm, calling mm-hmm. in that like comforting moment for mm-hmm. myself. I don't know. I think it's all connected. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Where do you girls live? Right now, we're in Connecticut, but we're about to do, like, this big shift. Lindsay is moving to the Catskills, upstate New York, and I am doing, like, this month in a different country sort of deal until up in – from July until October, like, uh, end of October. Yay! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So transitional period. movement happening. So I would love to get back to you, Linda, and I would love to know, because I definitely want to talk a little bit about breath work and like all of the healing practices that you do, but I also want to spend some time, if we could start where I, a lot of our listeners are people that are trying to better themselves, they're trying to, some of them maybe we're making a life pivot, some of them are might be here to hear your story. They might be here to like learn more about breath work or about all of the holistic healing offerings. But to make a jump from computer science or it was that was it was computer science to like holistic healer is not a small thing Mm -hmm. to do. Can you talk a little bit, share what that was like, about what that experience, where you found the courage to just like swan dive into something completely different right it was very scary at that time because my parents Mm -hmm. had helped me go to college and you know for my family it was like you have five or six acceptable careers Mm -hmm. which was engineer programming lawyer doctor my dad was a pediatric hematologist my mom was Mm -hmm. anyways it was very scary because I was disappointing them. I was confused myself. I didn't know exactly what I want. I, I thought I wanted to be a PE teacher. So I had to find the courage to tell them yeah. and then went back to school and studied exercise physiology, not knowing where I was going. So... I worked at this behind the computer for about a year and a half. And then when I had to go back, I was so depressed. Like I was depressed during that year. And then when I had to go back, I had took a two week vacation. And when I had to go back, mm. my heart was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. It was just so heavy. So I don't know. I've always 
have had the courage, thank God, to really step back and look at what's right for me because I grew up with so many societal conditionings that this is how life should be. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. honestly, my life has, I've always had this this harmony in my life because I feel like this is how I was raised to think it should be. Like you go to college, you get this secure job. I mean, that's what my dad told me. He told me, don't have work for yourself. Go get a job in a company. Make sure you're making good money. Be stable. And I completely went the opposite direction. So there's always been this disharmony. But once I started doing my inner work, it was like, I need to honor myself. We're really here for a very short period of time. And we are bombarded with so much social conditioning that sometimes it's really hard to think what will make me happy. Mm -hmm. So I had to stop a lot of times to think, okay, this is what society says to get married and have that home and the kids and everything. But Mm -hmm. is that really going to make me happy? So now I'm continuously stopping to check in with myself and not really have a lot of people's input. I mean, I could take people's input, but then I monitor what I want to take in and what I don't want to take in. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh-huh. So you say you took your you took your two week vacation. When my first question is, Nicole, you, Nicole uses this. Um, I'm stealing Nicole's metaphor here. You know, um, the metaphor they say, like, if you're running in a competition mm-hmm. or whatever, if you're running, they're like, don't look back. You just got to keep running. Otherwise, like they say, don't take a break or don't take a break because it's going to be harder to get, yeah. get going again. Start back up. Did you know that you were miserable before you went on vacation or did it take going on vacation and then coming back to realize exactly how miserable you were the second one it, I yeah. knew I was mm-hmm. not happy but I just kept doing it and doing it and then mm-hmm. when I took the vacation and I had to go back I'm like I, I can't yeah. do this <laughs> I don't want to do yeah. this <laughs> what was your vacation where did you go uh, I think I, I was living up in Santa Barbara. The company was in Santa Barbara. And then I came uh-huh. back home to San Diego. And I just, it was just so much freedom. And I felt mm-hmm. so light. And I'm a hard worker. You know, I was, mm-hmm. I worked mm-hmm. ever since I was 14. I was gardening. It's not like I was lazy. I didn't want to work. But it just didn't resonate with me. And yeah. um Again, we have to all just constantly look inside to see what makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, we're only here for such a short amount of time. And to do anything other than what you know, or what feels right and what you know you're meant to be doing, it's just not worth it. Which kind of leads me into my next question, which is, so you come back from vacation and you're like, this isn't it. This isn't it. I can't keep doing this. Did you just like walk into your boss's office and say like I'm I'm Audi three thousand or did or was it a slower process than that? What what was it like? What was the process like? Uh, I think I went back. It was so long ago. I went back for a few days and I said I can't do this and then I gave my two weeks notice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you were pretty Audi three thousand. I just. <laughs> I mean, I think so many people can relate to the feeling of oh. I don't want to sit in a cubicle. I don't want to sit in a box. I don't want to work for so- for somebody else. I don't want to sit in front of my computer all day. I don't want what what I've been told I'm supposed to want 
for the rest of my life. I'm only X amount of years old and I still have X amount of years left and I want to live them to the best. Like, I want to be happy. I don't want to, like, live for my vacation. I want to... Obviously, we can't be on vacation all of the time, but I, but there should be like the elements that you find fun on your vacation shouldn't only be in vacation. Right. You don't want to live to work. I mean, you don't mm-hmm. want to, yeah, mm-hmm. you don't want to live to work. You want to, I mean, I love working. Even now I work a lot, but my work is so purposeful and it brings me Mm -hmm. so much joy I love watching people heal and grow and get unstuck and be happy so I can work 12 hour days and I'll still be happy but again a lot of people we're programmed to do certain things and it's really good to stop and question things Mm-hmm. question our social conditioning yeah, yeah 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 I love what you have and I'm I was excited to bring this up and I'm gonna like click on over here because I want to read it verbatim your into meditations Instagram bio which just says we guide you to discover and process unaffected repeating patterns so you can create your dream life and I think that's amazing and so what you just said sparked a, like how does one get unstuck or like see a pattern or see something when you're like constantly check in with yourself what are some advice or some thoughts on on that you know we're so programmed to not want unpleasant feelings we mm-hmm. want to push them away and we want to taboo them mm-hmm. but i think triggers and unpleasant feelings are great ways for us to go inside and see what's going on why am I getting triggered by somebody saying something to me for example Mm -hmm. all my life like I just worked with a young lady that like if you tell me you're fat or you're obese it doesn't bother me because thank god to my dad I have a good metabolism I've never had that issue but I was just working with a lady that she literally had put off getting married to this guy that adored her because she was overweight. I mean, she didn't even recognize that that was the re- one of the reasons, but she just mm-hmm. didn't feel good enough because growing up, her mom kept telling her, you're, you're overweight, you're too, mm-hmm. you're too fat. You're too-. So it's like these little messages that we get. So when mm-hmm. something is bothering you, it's really not about what's happening on the outside. It's really your triggers, your worries, everything. Going inside and f- looking at the root cause of that. Like, when did this start? And I have my own process where you work with awareness, figuring out through these different areas what's bothering you and then you do a lot of breath work and you go into acceptance then you go into forgiveness and then you start repatterning your behaviors and thoughts so reprogramming yourself is very very doable people can change their lives I mean, I've seen it happen. It just starts with awareness. Yeah. And yeah. that's done through breath work is a great way. Like after a breath work session, a lot of my meditations start with breath work. And then you go into a meditation because that once after breath work, you can really access your subconscious mind. Mm. And then when you start asking the questions, the right questions, you get 
answers to what were my fears? How was I humiliated when I was a little kid? Mm -hmm. Did my father, like I remember times when my father was like A minus, why not A plus, you know, Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. those little (laughs) messages stick with us and they affect us. And a lot of times we don't know how until we start really digging in. Yeah. I mean, breathwork allows you to access your subconscious mind is such a powerful such a powerful tool. I think it could be a little daunting, a little scary, but that's also where you can, you're working, you can work with a coach, you can work with, um, you can go to a group class. And a lot of the time, like in the class that we go to, we always talk about everybody's experiences, what, or like what our purpose is before going into it and what our experiences were after. And we, we've done it in like a group setting, which makes it a little bit more in those situations, it can get a little more safer um, when you have like a coach to guide you, whether it be one-on-one or in a group. And I also, when I was in breath work or when I am in breath breath work, I definitely, random thoughts like come to the forefront or like random, maybe it's a random memory or maybe it's like even a random thing, thought or vision that I would want for the future that I hadn't thought of before. So that idea of like your subconscious mind talking to you really um sparked something and i just wanted to uh, call it out good it does those (laughs) images and those thoughts they're all giving you messages yeah it's good to journal and expand on them Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and also while you were speaking something that came up for me you're just like everyone has the opportunity and the ability to change and to grow and it also made me just think of that we're all human beings and we all want at our core I think we all kind of want the same things like we want to be happy we want our loved ones to be happy and healthy and we want to be safe and find something joyous and find purpose and especially with all the things that are happening in the world like politically right now we're recording this episode on June 29th after Roe versus Wade all of that just happened Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of feelings about that in the world and I'm just like we're constantly thinking of it's it's a lot of like us versus them but I think it's and it's so hard to forget that at our core we're all human beings and that we all want we all sort of at the base I think we all want similar things and so we lose sight of that which I think is a bit off base maybe for Mm -hmm. this conversation but I don't know it took me on a tangent there because then when you said everyone has an ability to change it Lindsay it took me back to like when our mom said a tiger can't change their stripes and I remember when she said that I was like oh yeah a tiger can change but I feel like that's not true but it's interesting (laughs) I think it's interesting because our I I think our mom her parents were her, I think her mom specifically was very, you have to look this way. You have like, it was very for sure subconsciously putting things in her mind. And if she was like, if I don't fit that, then there's no way I can change that. Or I, right. I think it might. Yeah. I think she has some, there's some, there's some things being held on to mm-hmm. there for mm-hmm. sure. sure. But it took me down that. I think our parents tried their best. I mean, I know my mom drilled some, I mean, my dad drilled like, a why not a plus or you yeah yeah I I told him one thing I had a dream of having my own business and he's like nope you do this this and this I I know he wanted the best for me but we know better (laughs) 
Well, because and like because things are changing are always evolving, and like, um, the as newer generations come into play, they become closer to what maybe we're evolving into, and I don't know. It's always good to just like be li- listening and open minded, and never just say no to things, yeah. and always like even if you feel strongly about something, open your mind to question, question, just just crack the door and question it with them a little yeah, bit, yeah, and yeah. just see where they're coming from. I think the way to kind of wrap what you were saying about all of the political stuff going on Nicole back into our conversation is kind of yeah. everybody needs different things to be ha- to be happy but it doesn't mean that what you need for yourself is invalid it just means that it can be different than what somebody else th- sees and so then you get into like I don't want to go down like the political road right now but like <laughs> to bring it back to our conversation even more it's just your body is not sometimes I feel like it can be and like maybe if you want to get like super specific and like detail oriented maybe but like you live in your body and nobody controls your body the way that you can and you can decide your body and your life I should say and you can do whatever you want to do with it like you can't don't let anybody else tell you what makes you happy just like what Linda said you're the person that knows best for what makes you happy and even if somebody wants the best for you I think our parents definitely when Nicole and I told our parents that we wanted to be creatives and there was a time when we were like we want to be actors um (laughs) they were like oh boy (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) and we were very our parents were very supportive parents in the sense of like they provided for us to go to school they gave us opportunity we were very privileged we gave us opportunity to do singing dancing music stuff and they uh gave us a lot of opportunity and then we were like we want to do this they were like oh crap backfire (laughs) (laughs) but i i think they would have felt a lot a lot safer for us if we were like i want to be a doctor i want to be this or that just like what you were saying because those are very secure financially secure jobs but i would never I would be miserable. I'm, yeah, I am on the computer all day as a creative, which is not as bad as it could be. And I, we're in a world where people understand if I'm like, I need to take a walk. I need to take a walk. I need to take like a couple of hours to do this. And people understand because I work amongst other creatives. But even still, I'm like, do I want to be in front of a computer like this all the time? Probably not. So, I mean, still growing, still evolving. <laughs> <laughs> but being in front of the computer and programming is very different. Very different. Being in front of the computer and being creative. Being creative, yeah, you yeah. get lost in that world. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Hard to get lost in, like, numbers and code. I mean, for yeah. some people, it's good. For me, it was torture. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. 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 It's a, it's a different side of the brain that's being worked and that you have to tap into. And if that if that's not the side of the brain that I think is, is you, you have easy access to, it can just be horrible. I, I took a coding, a couple coding classes in school and I hated them. <laughs> Anyways, so <laughs> I would also love to hear a little bit about your, about the coming up of your practice. And so like we've left, we, you're like, I'll, I have to go. You put in your two weeks, two weeks is up. You walk out the door and you're like, now what? Like what happens? <laughs> what happened? Next? How did you come to 
be? I I came back to San Diego and I got a job as a waitress and I went to back to school and got my master's. Um, I was actually, it's so nice that you're asking me these questions is bringing back, back so many memories. But mm-hmm. I started, it was a tiny little Mexican restaurant and I became the manager and I just worked and went back to school. And then when I was got enough experience there, I also started studying fascia release and started working with athletes and then slowly got out of the restaurant mm. business and worked with athletes. So it was it was a gradual process. And so you didn't so you did you know kind of what you maybe wanted to do next after computer programming? Other other than knowing you didn't want to be like at a desk on a computer doing that specific thing. Did you know, have an idea? I thought I wanted to be a PE teacher. That's mm-hmm, why I studied mm-hmm. exercise physiology. But then it just I just got really involved with athletes. I knew there were a whole bunch of triathlons going on in San Diego. It's such a big place where people train. So I just got involved with them and I just started working with them. So it just completely took me in a different direction. Mm. That's another thing. It's always good to be open because sometimes the universe throws things at you. And if you're just really like this, I mean, being like this is good, but it's also good to take a step back. Yeah, just look around because like I said, the universe sometimes throws great opportunities at you. Yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're, if you've got your blinders on and then you're missing it's like it's like what you said sometimes it's good because you can focus and you can not get distracted but if you're like that all the time life is a balance we always say this life is a huge balance of of trying to sometimes it's good to have your blinders on but if you have your blinders on all the time then you're going to miss you're going to miss a lot of life and that's also not good so it's a balance of knowing when to have your blinders on that's good for you and knowing when Maybe you're doing a little too much um, and missing out on on what other people are saying or what the world is saying to you, what the universe is saying to you, all that good stuff. Right. Okay. So and now I would like to hear, like, how did you get into breath work and holistic healing? Where did that come into play in your journey? Um, I remember just about 30-something years ago, I took a yoga class. You know, I've been active right I took a yoga class and I was just like oh my god this feels so good I felt like I just like got cleansed Mm -hmm. so after about six months to a year of doing yoga I had bad back issues too as a young girl at 16 I had bad back issues and then the back I'm I'm very like I don't know if you call it woohoo or whatever but the back resembles stability, right? Mm, if you look mm-hmm. into it on an energetic level, and I didn't have a lot of stability. So mm. the yoga really helped me. And then I went and got my yoga teacher training and implemented that. Um, and during the yoga teacher training, I learned a lot of yogic breath work. Like I was saying, it's a lot of long exhalations and holds, which calms down the nervous system and the heart and meditation 
then I got into life coaching because I saw the resemblance of how the emotions and physical body are just so connected. Mm -hmm. But about Mm -hmm. eight, nine years ago, I was going through a really hard time. My daughter came back from college and she had severe anxiety and I was just up every night. I couldn't, my body was too weak to do the yoga practice that I was used Mm. to. I was doing Ashtanga yoga. So I was just not sleeping. And finally, somebody told me about this dynamic breath work, which is transformational breath. So I took a weekend workshop and that was like the next layer. I think the biggest, two biggest modalities that have helped me the most have been yoga and dynamic breath work. Mm. I remember my third breath session, I remembered my grandma passing away, which was like my mom. I, I remembered, I hadn't even thought about that for, I didn't even remember it, but I remembered myself being in the hospital. I had a bloody nose. I mean, all these images started coming up. My body was shaking. It was so much movement of trauma from the body that I said, mm-hmm. I got to do this. It was so mm-hmm. transformational for me. So I got into that and that took about three years to complete. Wow. Every time I do breath work, I cry a little bit. I cry a little bit or a lot of it. And yeah. And I think I, it, it, like what you said, like the release of this trauma. And I, it's very, it can sound kind of uh, overwhelming, which it is, but like not in a bad way. You can tell it's a healing. It feels healing when, as it's happening. And I think it's very powerful. And thank you so much for, for sharing all of that, because I think it will inspire a lot of people that are going through similar things and nothing's really working. I think our society can kind of is t- tells us to like numb those things right. and, or shove it down. And th- just this past weekend, when all of the Roe v. Wade stuff happened, I was like, I know, I knew it was like in the middle of a work day for us. And I knew I was like, I'm feeling something or I'm not feeling something, but I know how I feel about it. And so I think like our, all that to say, like I, our bodies can displace emotions really well too. And I think whether that's because we've been programmed to do that, or if it's a defense mechanism, I think the career that I have had, I'm really good at compartmentalizing. And I think my body was just compartmentalizing when to feel certain things. And it ended up coming out uh, the next day at a nail appointment, which was a bummer because I was trying to enjoy myself. But like, (laughs) (laughs) but all to say, it's like, it's good to feel our feelings. And it's healing to feel our feelings, even if it's not even if it's what we if it's not happiness or pleasurable feelings yeah right well we're not taught when we're young we don't really know how to process our emotions so when something happens unless your parents are there to allow you to process your emotions we don't know as kids how to do that like one way how toddlers process their emotions is by you know throwing a tantrum You you see Mm -hmm. all toddlers around the world do the same thing. They get overwhelmed. They don't know what to do. So they move their body. They shake. They make a sound. And that's one way of processing, like letting go of that stuck energy, right? But from the very childhood, we're like, don't do that. You're crying? Don't cry. Like they stop Mm -hmm. you. 
stop, stop, yeah. stop. So you, you just like start shoving it in. But it's important as an adult when you know if you have had parents that weren't able to. My mom couldn't handle me being sad, which is partly because she couldn't handle seeing me sad, but she couldn't hold space yeah. for me. So mm -hmm. people that have kids, I mean, it's important to hold space for all emotions because yeah. it, it's important to process all emotions are welcome, mm -hmm. whether it's yeah. sadness, whether it's anger. Uh, so it doesn't show up as a, in a bad way. Exactly. Because I was going to just say, what goes in must come out. Absolutely. And being able to have a little bit of control when it comes out or how it comes out is helpful. And so and you like you said, so it won't show up in a in a bad form. Like if you if it shows up in addiction or if it shows up in um, a bad habit of some kind, like screaming into your pillow, having a little like controlled temper tantrum, we can that's fine. We can ha we can handle that, manage that. But yeah, it's it's gonna find a way to seep into your life one way or another. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. People find different coping mechanisms if they can't deal with their emotions, whether it's drinking or doing drugs or eating obesity. I was just reading a study on obesity, and a lot of weight gain has is because that's one way of dealing with not dealing mm -hmm. with their emotions. And what's mm -hmm, yeah. really at the core issue. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I mean, I do feel like when, uh, when my, my body and in more than just weight and just like any way really reflects what is happening in my, in my everyday life. Mm -hmm. If I'm like, if I'm feeling, if I'm feeling stuck or if I'm feeling stressed, it always like it's, it'll show up in some way, in some way I'll, I'll notice something, yeah. yeah. And on the on the other hand, if some if things are if I'm feeling really good, like carefree, stress free, if I feel really aligned, I'll notice like significant changes in how I move my body, how I show up to the world, mm -hmm. and what you eat, right? Yeah, true. Mm -hmm. Well, for sure. Yeah, I think, but even it's just like sometimes if I, I think our Nicole and I's bodies are very similar in that way. And it's like, if things are going smoothly, my body's running smoothly, maybe I feel less bloated, I'm more regular, I'm all of these beautiful, glorious things that when I'm off emotionally, not even just, it doesn't matter. I'm not talking about like the things that are happening in my day, even like a lot of the times that is a domino effect of things happening in your day and how you're feeling or vice versa but just like how I'm feeling if you're just looking at how I'm feeling if I'm stressed if I'm sad if I'm overwhelmed things are off and I feel and then my body feels like crap and then I feel like crap and then there's just like a the spinning roster of things but now I can use that now I do use that information if I notice if I'm noticing like something's off. I'm way more bloated. I've gained weight. My brain's foggy. I'm not regular. Even like my period all of a sudden is like super, I, it's like this golden cycle and I love it. I never had that before. And I think I, I do. I really think it's because I've been doing a lot of work. <laughs> I've been mm -hmm. doing a lot of work physically <laughs> and emotionally and mentally and spiritually. And I think my body's getting into a flow. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel a lot better, but I was trying to say is like I can use that information to know if something's off. If I like didn't catch it consciously, I'm like something's off. I have to like take my blinders off and like take a look around and see if 
there's something that needs tending to that I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, well, you just said, said you said it perfectly because it, it seems like instead of going, oh, my period, or I'm not feeling good, it's more like being kind to yourself and tending mm-hmm. to yourself. And when you do that, it goes from something negative to positive. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, just a, a quick caveat about body image. This is not saying that you need to look a specific way. It's just saying we always say on the podcast, like you treat your body with respect. You move it when it needs to be moved. You put you put good things in it. And it's not anything to say like this is a, the, the right size or the wrong size. It's everything to just do like know how your body looks and feels when you're treating it well mm. and when you're feeling well. So right. just wanted to, and, yeah, yeah, just wanted to add that. Yes, <laughs> I 100% agree for sure. All mm-hmm. these other baloney, just yeah, <laughs> eat healthy, exercise a little bit, whatever feels really natural and good instead mm-hmm. of, you know, because sometimes people use that to hurt themselves almost. And Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I'm very interested as well in, so we've said some things like your back is stability. What is the, what are some other things? Yeah. Um, your hips have to do <laughs> with movement. They usually say the right side of the body is the masculine. The left side of the body is feminine. So right hip usually has to do with being able to move forward And left hip has to do with stepping back. Like if you just keep going and you're having issues, time to step back. Knees have to do, I believe, with ego. Neck has to do with being able to see other people's perspective. Mm. You know? Mm. So if you're having a kink in your neck more than just I slept on it wrong, is that telling you maybe you're not understanding someone proper like what's that when yeah how to use I mean again neck issue can be you slept bad and it'll go Mm -hmm. away but if you have chronic neck issue sometimes it has to do with being able to see someone else's perspective like if you're constantly fighting someone but have you ladies heard of Louise Hayes's book you can heal your life Mm -mm, okay That's a great book. At the very end of the book, there is a section where it relates all your emotional pain to or physical pain to your emotions. Okay, Mm -hmm. amazing. And I, I took that book for probably 20 years for myself and my clients. When some would, something would go wrong, I would relate it. And 95% of the time it was right on. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Nicole, that's you have to download it. Nicole's I know got a 15 I have a 15 hour, flight. hour flight coming up. <laughs> gotta get the book. Yeah. 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 I love that and I think it's so interesting. And we had someone else on the podcast that talked about emotional trauma showing itself in physical Form. physical ways. That was like what she that's what she practiced and studied. And it's just so interesting. And I think, you know, it just really goes to show that everything is connected and I I forget exactly what Lindsay's words were where you said we're not the society society doesn't like have us look at these things or I just everyone's like ooh that's woo woo or that's weird or that's strange but I also think that a lot of our podcast guests who are living in 
the most alignment that we've seen have tapped into a more spiritual sense or holistic sense. They've taken time and explored this part of their lives. And it's one of the main contributing factors to how they show up effectively to their career and their relationships and themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's important. We're, we're 99.999% energy. So mm-hmm. it's like, how could it not be? How mm-hmm. could we not yeah. really address that part? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we like to ask this question to all of our guests, and it's how does emotional and mental well-being play into your business, and um, how do you take and yourself, and how do you take care of yourself when it arises? I think I understand your question, right? If I don't, let me know if I don't answer it, but. I mean, my whole business is emotional awareness and how to process it. And I, I definitely live it every day. I realize when something happens outside of me that is bothering me, I first and foremost go within myself and see if I can process it, why I'm being triggered, why it's bothering me, and I process it within myself first. And then I go out and decide what to do. So do I always do it? No, I react sometimes. But from it being like 90% of the time, now it's become like 2 or 3% of the time. We all have certain wounds. And before when my wounds would come up, which usually had to do with abandonment and loneliness, it could, you know, take me sometimes weeks to be able to feel better. Now I can get myself better within an hour, within a day, or sometimes within a minute or two. So I just try my best to live with awareness on a daily, on an hourly basis and process my emotions and be true to myself and who I am and question, question societal conditionings a lot because I don't have the typical life of a woman my age and I live around the community that they all do so it's hard not to compare but I have to come back and say what is these are the choices I've made what makes me happy and you know so it's pretty much living with utmost awareness and honoring yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was, as you were saying, question yourself. It made me think to just a moment that I had with my inner self right before this call. My mom was like, we have to go see Nana and Papa before you leave. We have to. And I just felt myself because there's just so many things that we have to do get a little tantrum-y. Like, I don't have time. <laughs> and I'm just like... I'm going to want to see my grandparents. Like, I don't want to, like, be the person that doesn't. Like, so I was having some, I was having tantrum moments, but I was also being, like, chill. Yeah. <laughs> this is not, this is not exact, this is not probably Where's this how emotion exactly coming you feel. from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you're living with so, so much awareness. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. not like you can't have those moments, but how fast does it take you to get back to your mm-hmm. center? Yeah. Expl- mm-hmm. And that's what it. I feel like just being able to identify something, right. like the first step is so helpful and just being like, okay, wait, just let me just take a beat. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then it can, and then it can, you can continue the process from there. Mm-hmm. But 
you you know, one day everyone will get to as good as I am. hundred <laughs> percent kidding. Uh. As we're creeping up on our hour mark here, is there anything specific that you want to touch upon that we haven't covered yet before we move into the peachy clean segment? I just I just want to invite everybody to experience the power of their own breath. I think it is just such an amazing thing. It gets you out of your head and into your heart and connected to the world and connected to other people, brings in oneness. So if you haven't tried it, try any kind of breath work, whether it's yogic or, you know, mm-hmm. a dynamic activating breath work, but it is very very powerful agreed cosine (laughs) so with that i'd love it if we could slide into the peachy clean segment did you get our email and have a chance to think about something you want to come clean about (sighs) i want to come clean that the fact that i'm just i don't know if this is coming clean but i'm just getting over San Diego and I want to move. I want to move somewhere quiet. I want to be around less people. I want to be around more nature. I want to slow down. Yeah. Yeah. Where in San Diego? I should not complain. It is the most beautiful place ever. I'm in La Jolla and I'm right next Mm -hmm. to the beach. I've been here for a very long time and I'm very grateful, but I just crave space. And yeah, yeah. Yep. slowing down. It's it, it's like a touristy spot, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we get we have three yeah. million population in San Diego, and we get thirty to forty million visitors a year. Yeah, so wow. it's so hopping, it's just for sure. like a zoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm that's kind of one of the. So we used to live in New York City in Brooklyn, and when Miss Rona came to town, we after a while decided to give uh, stop spending that kind of money to live in a box and not be living in the city the way that we wanted to live in the city and then now things are starting to knock on wood I don't know slow down ish and so I was like but I don't really want to move back to the city because now I want more space and I don't want to live in a concrete box and I don't want to be around so many people especially in New York I feel like there's a lot of hustle culture there's so Mm -hmm. much hustle culture and I'm very much somebody that kind of osmosis is the energy around me and I just right. don't I don't want that for myself so that's why I decided to move up to the Catskills <laughs> and um, where into there's the still mountains. into the mountains where there's more nature there's a slower pace living and there's still like a community aspect but yeah that resonated with that's where I'm at too you know <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome where, yeah. where's Catskill um, it, it the Catskill Mountains. It's, it's just upstate New York. It's two oh, hours okay. north of New York, nice. and it's like the closest mountain range. I don't want to go too far because our our mom has a bunch of health issues, but it's it's nice. It's set away. It's definitely slower paced. So we'll and I'm like I signed a year lease, and I'm just like we'll see how like how much I really want it and if I don't yeah. if I'm living there and I'm bored then I'll mm-hmm. I'll you know what's <laughs> a year yeah yeah 
Yeah, that thought goes through my mind too. It's like, am I going to be able to make it somewhere quiet? But- I know. Well, especially in this um, post world, in this pandemic world where everyone's working remotely and connecting through the internet, I feel like you can make it, you know, you can make it anywhere as long as you have yeah. internet. Yeah. But there's a difference. I think it might take a transition period to just accept the slowness of yeah. it. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. once you go to that level it'll be easy right yeah we'll see i forget exactly who i was saying this to i forget but like my social quota is not high i'm very much an introvert and i definitely need people in my life and social interaction but i don't need many i need like two to three friends <laughs> like i need more than that in life but like in my in my daily outreach or in my weekly outreach, outreach, I I'm good with like two or three friends to like circulate through, and and then the rest of my time I'm like totally happy, chilling at home, reading my book, and Hanging doing my own cat. thing. So I think like I I think it will be okay, but we'll see. You know, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we give you we give you total permission to move out of San Diego and find yeah. your place. And uh, I mean, it's no fun adventure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's that you can't deny San Diego is a beautiful place, but that doesn't mean that it's going to be your perfect place for Forever. all of eternity. Mm-hmm. Right. So, exactly. Get out and there. it gets boring. Like, I, I don't know. It's nice to live in a couple of different places. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Open those expanders, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing. You're now all peachy clean. <laughs> thank you for having me, ladies. You're so adorable. Both oh, of them. thank you so much. <laughs> no, we have loved, loved, loved chatting with you. Thank you so much for donating some of your time to us. And um, if do you want to roll through where people can find and connect with you? Sure. I have um, two different pages and uh, companies going on right now. One is intunemeditations.com and the other one is breathbodyconnection.com. And I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and that's about it. Anything else you write? That's <laughs> no, it, I think, right? I think, yeah, my <laughs> website's breathbodyconnection.com. So that's easy. And yeah. as always, we'll put all of linda's goodies in the show notes so you can head over and check them out again thank you so much we can't we can't say how much we appreciate you coming and chatting with us thank you i appreciate you too and good luck to both of you oh thank you all right peaches that does it for this week's episode thank you so much for joining us and an extra big thank you to linda for coming on and chatting with us if you liked what you heard definitely share it with anyone share this episode with anyone who has ears if you could subscribe to us on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on and if that happens to be apple podcast or spotify leave that five-star written review that really helps the podcast grow which we're always trying to do you can head to our website letstalkpeaches.com to smack some super cute merch we have some really cute stickers and t-shirts to peruse and you can follow us on instagram Let's talk underscore peaches. That's the same thing, um, same handle for TikTok. We put out new episodes every Monday, so we will see you back here next week for a new episode. Bye, Bye peaches. peaches. Perfect. Thank you.